With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Teen Girl Talk. Teen Girl Talk. I'm Susie Coda. I'm Franklin Coda. And this week we are, are you afraid of the dark? Finally. (laughs) Finally. (laughs) Frank, please uh, tell me who was keeping you from are you afraid of the dark? Because I know it wasn't me. (laughs) I feel like we've we've danced around it so much, but we never actually just sat down and did it. Yeah. <laughs> what Frank means is that I used to sing the Did somebody scream? Ah, 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 I feel the fear. <laughs> um, so I asked Frank to pick all the episodes that we did today. I'm very interested what methodology you use. Okay, so first I had looked up the best and worst episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark? And I also uh-huh. threw in Time of the Chameleon because that was not considered either our best or worst, but it had the Tamara sisters in it. Uh-huh. Um, and then I looked on the actual Paramount Plus app and only one of the episodes I wanted to do was on there. Uh, the Why tale... is that? I, th- I think maybe some of them just got lost to time. I can't imagine that's possible. Do you think that it's maybe syndication stuff? Maybe certain, possibly. It could be any number of reasons. Yeah. Like, though, one of my favorite things is that, uh, did you notice the descriptions of some of these episodes? No, because my TV is, like, across the room, so. Um, well, Uh, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. So, um, I just was, like, trying to watch them, and I'm like, oh, dang, they're not here. So I just picked three others. Um, oh, and I was like, Susie, you're gonna have to guess which ones are the best and which ones are the worst. The two of the <laughs> worst were the Tale of the Manahana, which is turbo racist in like retrospect, and the Tale of the Virtual Pet. The Tale of the Virtual Pet? Yeah, that was one that was one of the ones considered like one of the worst. Was it because it was about a Tamagotchi? I think so. Um it was just like it was just considered one of the worst. I'm like, yes, I want to do the worst. <laughs> um, um, I mean, none of these are scary per se. Uh, 
but they're, I mean, they're trying <laughs> and they definitely follow a formula. Um, it, and they're very 90s. We watched the 90s ones. Um, <clears throat> I was surprised you didn't pick Tall, uh, Tale of the Dollmaker. And I was surprised that you um, picked Beesbo or whatever the clown one. Well, I've, I've, I've heard Beesbo, the, the Tale of the Laughing in the Dark, the Tale of Beesbo or Zebo, um, was one of the better ones. And I think I had vague memories of it. I did choose Tale of the Pinball Wizard because that was one I remembered as a kid. But yeah. like I, I wasn't scared of it. Like I was just remember being turbo pumped. I'm like, this is awesome. This kid doesn't know what he's doing. And I mean the other part about so I mean we can get into it, but so laugh laughing in the dark is the second episode of the series as far as we know on paramount plus because apparently there are missing tomes of are you afraid of the dark and um it is about so i feel like now people are maybe a little more careful about how interacting with children is portrayed because there are a lot of creepy adults in these episodes (laughs) like super stranger danger adults and then even the way that the redhead boy interacts with the younger sister in this kind of got me icked out because he's like I'm gonna tickle you and I was like oh no don't do that (laughs) so they are at a at playland and um they're outside a haunted house and a very creepy creepy man in um like a candy striped blazer invites them in and they're all a little bit too scared. Nobody wants to. They, <laughs> the best part is one of, so do you have the names of any of the characters? Okay. Well, I was actually just, so our main boy is a redheaded boy named Josh. Yes. Um, and I, I was like, I think I also chose this episode because I recognize the actor from a show I used to watch called Tomorrow People about okay. a group of teens who could teleport and i remember josh's character his, his character his, his, his the character the excuse me the actor's name is christian T- tessier okay. and i remember his character megabyte um specifically <laughs> his, na- his name was megabyte i remember him say spe- more <laughs> specifically because like the first time most of the Tomorrow People teleport is under extreme duress. And okay. I, at one point, he's on the bus. And bullying is not funny in like in real life. But these bullies have him by the arms. And they're light, like they, they obviously don't want to hurt him. Like they don't mm-hmm. want to hurt the actor. So they're just kind of lightly bumping his head against the top of the bus. And like... <laughs> <laughs> this goes on for like two minutes and then he teleports and i just remember like watching it like they didn't speed up the tape to look like it had any more force it's just like pop 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 teleport <laughs> oh so, my gosh oh and okay his, his friend's name is ouija which i was like is his is his real name luigi and they just call him ouija <laughs> It 
yeah, that was very strange. And then if you click on Aaron Tag Tager or Tagger, he has been into a lot of stuff. He plays the creepy old man outside of the um, fun house. He is in something called My 90-Year-Old Roommate, which with episodes named like Bachelor Party, Vasectomy, Bingo Caller. <laughs> He's also been in a show called The Day My Butt Went Psycho. He was on My Milkshake Brings All the Butts to the Yard slash Grandparents Butts Just Don't Understand. <laughs> I'm going to assume that's a children's show, but I don't know why I would. <laughs> I mean, good for him to still be acting. Oh, he passed away. Um, Frank! Sorry. <laughs> he was also, he played Cranky Kong on Donkey Kong Country, the series. Oh. He was on a Nero Wolf mystery. What's wrong? Why'd you make that noise? Is Cranky Kong problematic? No, I just remembered how Donkey Kong, Donkey, okay, Susie, do you want to guess how many original songs there were in Donkey Kong Country? Uh, like the video game or the TV show? The TV show. Three. Two per episode. What? <laughs> There's like a lot of episodes of that show. How did they do that? I don't know. I mean, they're not it good. It was not for three years. <laughs> like I said, they're not good songs. But like... <laughs> did sang... you watch the show? Yes! <laughs> oh my like... god. We, I, I hundred like shit. Susie, <laughs> back in the day, you took what you got. Okay, you took what you got. Clearly, I'm looking at this, and I'm like, it looks like a low res version of the video game. I can't imagine watching that as a show. I mean, I 101 percented the the original Donkey Kong Country, like, and then they're like, hey, we're making a show. I'm like, hell yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is bad, but I mean, it's Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> so the thing is, this is now looking at the IMDb has answered a question for me because the the man outside the funhouse is also Zebo the Clown, which I did not realize um, because I'm apparently really slow on the uptake. So <laughs> uh, because he's listed on IMDb as Zebo and. Uh, the thing is that Josh uh, bets Ouija again. We don't we don't know why he's a Ouija. That he um, is not scared of the fun house. He'll steal that clown's nose, and when he does, Ouija has to wear it to school for a week. So he does. He goes into the the fun house, steals the nose. It's smelling cigar smoke all over the place, which is a stinky smell. And then um, really hassles Ouija. And so then Ouija is calling him the next, that like later that evening to say, oh, you know, I'm sorry that, you know, I was being sort of a bad sport. And then Josh apologizes, but there's someone in the house with Josh. Josh has warmed up an entire terrine of spaghetti for himself that was in the freezer, which I don't know why he wouldn't just put it in the oven. I don't know why his mom put it in the freezer in the first place. <laughs> it's not wrapped, just in like a loose sort of um, Pyrex dish. And then she's also made him a vat of chocolate pudding, which he drops all over the floor and does not attempt to clean up. 
<laughs> he's just like running around the house, talking to Ouija. He comes downstairs and he's like, wow, how is my solidly frozen spaghetti ready all of a sudden? It's because it's full of cigars somehow. <laughs> Zebo has replaced the very frozen solid spaghetti with cigar butts. And he has stepped in the pile of pudding and not tracked it anywhere. Just one perfect Zebo clown shoe print. And that shoe is not freakishly big. I don't think Zebo is wearing clown shoes. Do you think it was to evade being seen? Probably. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Frank's also... like the text is all on the page. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm just saying there's all, like, you know, clown shoes also squeak if I remember correctly. I've not been around a clown by choice in quite a while. So do you think that Zebo had planned on murdering Josh? Or do you think that he really just wanted his nose back? I think he just wanted his nose back. Like, this is honestly a very polite haunting. Like, where he's just like, oh, I, I spilled the pudding. I could track it everywhere. No, just one footprint. Just one footprint with a Z in it. Here's the other part. So Josh, in a way of a taunt, yells at um, Zebo, how are you going to smell your stinky cigars without your nose? And I think that Josh does not understand that a clown is still a human under a clown nose. I mean, maybe... Because Josh... he doesn't use the red nose to smell the cigars. I mean, maybe Josh, like all people, does not care for clowns and does not understand them or why they would do what they do. Um, he does not understand the evil that clowns do. Then why would he take the time to yell, how are you going to smell your stinky cigars without your nose? Uh, because Josh stands before the darkness and shouts at the abyss. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, well, he returns like to get um, Zebo off his back. He returns the nose to Zebo, and with an entire like box of cigars, and then like the door opens and he's allowed to go. And it's like, oh, maybe you know the old man was Zebo all along. It's like, where did he get all the cigars? Like cigars are expensive, and he's also a teen, a very young yeah. teen. The 90s were a different time. You could just buy an entire box of cigars and leave them as an offering for a clown. I also was thinking, like, this is also one of the worst haunted houses I've ever seen. Like, everything is it's just... so brightly lit. <laughs> it's, so, it's so brightly lit. And everything is just, like, lawn decoration with red glowing eyes. <laughs> yeah. The little, I, the little girl actors at the beginning of this were struggling not to smile as they ran <laughs> through this haunted house that was better lit than some stores I shop in. So, <laughs> like, you know, every haunted house, like, has, and I do not care for it, is man with chainsaw that does not have a chain on it. Like, yes. I, I always hate that. I always get scared. I always run away and I do not care for it. Um, but yeah. I haven't been in a haunted house in a while. Thank you, pandemic. Uh, <laughs> Frank's like, here are things I hate about haunted houses. Also, I'm mad I haven't been in haunted houses. I mean, that's a Halloween tradition now at this point. It's a Halloween tradition. You're very seeing this episode. I like it. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, uh, I try. So next we go to Tale of the Pinball Wizard. 
Um, oh, I watched them in the order you sent them to me and not the order that they are on the thing. But yes, I'm ready to talk about the tale of the pinball wizard. <laughs> so Ross um, is a, like, what Kevin Smith would call a mall rat. Maybe he's not a mall rat because mall rat's main thing was like, they didn't actually buy anything. They just hung out at the mall. And, Ro- and Ross is supporting local arcades by continuing to go to them. Um, he You're loves- going to cut my sneeze out, right? Yes. He loves okay. pinball. Um, What's weird, though, is he the way that they're talking about the pinball, it's like he's treating it as if it's a video game because he's like, oh, no, not the zombies. And I'm like, is he just talking about like a peg? Yeah. Isn't... <laughs> I was going to say, isn't a pinball machine just a series of pegs with lights? Yes. So how is there a plot? Uh, because they didn't want to pay for a full arcade cabinet because at this point arcade cabinets are expensive and pinball machines were on the way out. Gotcha. Okay. Every time I look at one of these IMDb pages, I am shocked at how many people are listed and it's because they list the Midnight Society. <laughs> <laughs> so the people in the actual story, there's I don't know that we watched a story where there were more than four cast members in the actual story. <laughs> yeah, and then just like a bunch of extras. Um, I just like I do want to give credit to just how cringy the Midnight Society as a whole is. I'm like, that's what it's like to be 13, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, like everyone's like half kidding, super mean to each other. <laughs> where they like if anyone actually did take offense they would just say what are you talking about i was joking (laughs) yeah because this one starts with them making fun of one of the other boys because he's playing his game boy and it's an old brick game boy um and then by the end of the episode everyone's like oh i don't want to touch the game boy i could get stuck in the game and what if you ended up stuck in Donkey Kong Country and everyone was just singing terrible original songs at you? Nobody would like that. I'd be like, oh man, I can't wait to bounce as rhythmically across this level while collecting um, bananas and hopefully jump on a giant frog. Yes. And wait, when you get hit with something, do you lose bananas? No. Um, you, you're if you have both Donkey and Diddy, Diddy would run off, or you would run off, and then you continue on as whichever one you weren't controlling. Okay. Um, I was just thinking since we're in like a super spooky Halloween mode, I think I'll do an extra credit next week about that movie Boo Bitch because I cannot believe we have not done it yet. And we have um been mentioning to all the boys I loved before like crazy lately. Well, I mean. I don't like. Hmm. Or do you want to just do it for the episode? We'll just do it for the episode. Like I've I've got my fill of Are You Afraid of the Dark? I know. Like, so I think it is cool that this show existed. I think it's cool that they made like a Nickelodeon. Like this was part of Snick. I had a Snick shirt that I thought was the coolest thing ever when I was in sixth grade. And then I went to a movie party where people were throwing popcorn and it got covered in popcorn grease stains, which may be the reason that I refused to get butter on my popcorn. That or that I worked at movie theaters for years on end and I can't stand the smell. Could be either. I blame it on the ruination of the Snick shirt, though. 
I, but <laughs> the budget was clearly limited, let's call it for these. So <laughs> there's only so much you can do with a location, three actors, and like maybe a little bit of an expanded makeup palette. Yeah. Um... Cause, okay. We can go more into the details of the pinball wizard, but the plot is basically he wants to work at this pinball repair shop. I, I'm not sure what this shop does or how they pay their exorbitant rent at the mall because malls were still a very big deal in the 90s. But then um, <clears throat> the guy wants to take lunch. He's like, I'm taking lunch at 3 p.m. That's not ideal. I'm hungry. I'm going to go. And Ross says, let me watch the store. And he's like, I can't trust you as far as I can throw you. I've already fired a child today. (laughs) And Ross is like, I got it. And the old man says in a um, very foreshadowing moment, okay, but don't play any games. And especially don't play that game in the back that you saw that I said you can't play. Don't play it. And Ross is like, I'm not going to play it. What does Ross do before the doors even finish closing on that very hungry old man? He goes to the back and he turns on the pinball machine and he's playing it. And it's like a high fantasy save the princess story. Um, And all of a sudden he ends up in the machine. The men in suits and sunglasses, are those the pegs? Are they supposed to be representative of the pinball pegs? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say, I guess probably. I don't know. Um. I, I couldn't figure out what they were supposed to be because everyone else was in costume, right? You have a princess. You have, I guess, what was a hangman? <laughs> a little leather tunic and no pants? What was that? <laughs> yeah. Um, you also have this girl named Sophie that came in. Um, and she's the princess. And her entire... Oh, it probably is a Mario reference. I mean, like her entire thing is just yelling at Josh to go to various places to collect certain things. Yeah. Where she's like, Josh, get the tiara. Josh, the marbles. Josh, this. Josh, that. And Josh, here's the key. It's important. Hold on to it. I, I really want to hit at one point. He's like, I'm doing it. God. Yeah. Go, 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 go. How do you like it, Bossy Boots? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but yeah so like okay just also throwing this out there when i was a very young frank watching this i totally had a crush on sophie um Aww. is it because she was wearing a velvet dress possibly <laughs> <laughs> checks notes maybe <laughs> um so yeah like and it's literally just like him running around a mall and like an empty mall at closing like for like about 20 minutes and then he's like they're scared of water and he gets like a super soaker that has had a bunch of stuff on it to make it not copyrighted uh, <laughs> super soakers were also a very big deal in the 90s and then like he rescues the prince. He's like, I'm still in the mall. What's going on? And the old man's like, I'm going to kill you with a giant metal ball for playing pinball. He's like, well, that's ironic. What do you think? Here is the thing, though. 
anybody who was in the mall that day would see that that boy was in that store when inevitably his parents file missing persons report and the cops are at the mall people are going to point him to this old man who definitely seems like someone who would abduct and murder a child so how what's his end game is he just then going to trap the police in the pinball machine it's a slippery slope (laughs) it's gonna be like nine tenths of the law oh where's the body (laughs) yeah like it's He'll be like, you can't prove anything. Was I magic? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's the other part. So is the old man magic? I feel like I'm, like, asking him, and he's just like, huh? Maybe. Um, Okay. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vdw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus so the one after this was the tale of the bookish babysitter what did they do to her hair it was so distracting it really was like okay it was so gross looking yeah like so it it, it's bleach blonde like uh blinda is the star of this episode i'm like no it could be ricky or whatever but blinda's really the true star of this episode um (laughs) She is like her hair is bleach blonde and then just gelled to the point of unmoving. Like where, within an inch of her life, of its life, into spikes that are plastered onto her forehead. Not even onto her forehead, they're sticking out from in front of her forehead. Um and, it's so incredibly distracting. And she's the like she is super fun though. Like she's the definition of spooky. She's and... hamming it up like crazy. Ricky's <laughs> mom, who seems to low-key hate Ricky, is like, oh, this woman's a real weirdo. I guess I'll just leave my child with her. And we had seen it, Belinda, you said? Yes. Leaving a home in the beginning of the episode where the kids looked like cowed. I don't know how to describe it. The kids looked very subdued. And they're just kind of like waving at Belinda. And I was like, and once I found out what her babysitting style was, I'm like, did she make these children run for their lives as well? Or is that just sort of her go-to? She's like, you know I did. Yeah. And why are all the parents so highly recommending her if she's destroying their home and terrorizing their children? I think I think if she has the magic to make children run for their lives like she also makes sure the damage isn't permanent okay and do none of the children tell their parents i was terrorized by the babysitter i i mean i think it's probably like one of those like who would believe you 
Oh God. See, this is what I'm talking about with shady adults, right? <laughs> like so much of the scare factor of these episodes are predicated on adults not believing children when they say that they are being terrorized by an adult. <laughs> That's not cool. That's not okay. Yeah. I mean, like every horror movie is just like, what if you are a perfectly rational woman and your husband didn't believe you that the house was haunted? Or that his ex-wife was terrorizing you, or that there are ghosts terrorizing you. I mean, like, isn't that every Lifetime movie we've ever watched? Hey, uh, I think she's getting way too close to us. It's like, no, yeah. she's fine. Honey, why are you being so bitter and jealous? Uh, she, crossed yeah. out, she crossed out my face on every photo. <laughs> she lives in this gigantic house that only has a picture frame where she photoshopped herself into our family pictures. I don't, what are you upset about? I keep hearing somebody. Is it that time of the month? <laughs> I, I hear somebody scrabbling around in the attic and chanting, die, Debbie, die. And my name is Debbie. And it sounds like our babysitter is like, honey, you're imagining things. Oh, by the way, I let the babysitter live in our attic now. Yeah. <laughs> so you're basically saying that they're going to Mrs. Rochester her all the time. Yes. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, so Belinda, there's really not a whole lot to say about this episode that's not about Belinda. Because it's a pretty... Yeah. St- it's a pretty standard trap the boy in a story and he has to like realize the goodness of books to get himself out well it was weird when she had him burning a book what was that about well that was the witch tricking him okay and then was it like a bizarro belinda that broke into the house after that well the i think the witch what was that lady's deal <laughs> I think that's the real bullet. I don't know. I think it's the real bullet. <laughs> <laughs> this is like Zebo candy striped old man all over again. Yeah. I think- According to Are You Afraid of the Dark, elderly white men were the most terrifying thing that you could be in the 90s. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> <laughs> like every one of them is presented as sinister and haunting. <laughs> So, oh goodness. Um, so Belinda is like letting Ricky run around and be terrified and is like, what are you going to do about it? And Ricky's like, I don't know. She's like, guess you'll just have to think of a story. And Ricky keeps saying, and then stuff like the boy finds an Uzi and Belinda's like, boo. <laughs> <And he's> like, <laughs> what's wrong with that story she's like bad story boo sounds like bad tv and i'm just like oh put that boy on a watch list (laughs) frank's like ricky should be eaten by a witch i mean he's still young (laughs) He's, he's still he's still young there's time to turn him around um I do not feel confident that you feel confident in Ricky. I mean, anywho. Um, Whoa. Someone is not defending Ricky, RIP Ricky, who's probably a middle-aged man now. Anywho. Um, <laughs> you, know what? you don't want to talk about Ricky anymore? 
I mean, like this this one, like I I, I chose it like because I saw Belinda in the like the preview photo, and I like stayed... <laughs> very scientific. Well, okay, Susie, if you saw somebody with that hair in the preview photo, would you not be like, <laughs> I need to click on this episode? Fair enough. Did you watch any uh, other episodes? Yeah, did I say the 13th floor? Well, no, 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 but I'm saying, like, did you watch any sort of, like, optional auxiliary episodes? I mean, I, I watched some of the... I I watched some of the one of the ones I remember, the Garish Grinner. Um, what is that one? It's considered one of the scarier episodes where this guy, this boy creates a comic book character that comes to life. Of course it does. And it's... <laughs> Like at a certain point, it's it's kind of like the Joker, and he's like he's dressed like a jester, and he's driving a terrible like he's driving a bus and knocking these kids around and whatnot. <laughs> and then like I, in the Tomorrow People episode, yeah, Scoop. <laughs> um, just throwing this out there: if Space Cases ever comes available, we're doing the entire series. What is Space Cases? Space Cases was this show about a school for misfit teens in space. Okay. Um, and they all and they all came from different planets. Like there's a boy from Mercury. Oh no, there's a girl from Mercury who could control heat. Um, there was the girl from Saturn who had an a, a imaginary friend named Susie. Um, <laughs> That's me. <laughs> play, played by Jewel State. Um, you know, Who's uh, that? Kaylee from Firefly amazing um the main character was uh played by the guy who played zach on power rangers oh um, cool and there was a boy from what were their they were misfits or mutants well they they just had the power of the planets they came from oh, um but they were also okay. like misfits like they were the space cases um <laughs> so they like they were in this school for you know troubled teens or whatever but they're just nice kids. They just screwed up a bunch. Um, yeah. And like, then one day a like ship gets like parked outside their school, and they're like, "Oh, let's go explore it." And the ship just takes off and drives them into deep space, and they have no idea where they are. But only they can pilot the ship, and they need to get back home. And they have mm-hmm. to learn like teamwork and all these other important lessons. Um. Do they say stuff like teamwork makes the dream work? No. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah, uh, Walter Emanuel Jones played Harlan Band, um, the human from Earth, so he didn't have any special powers, but he did know martial arts, and he was also racist against his classmate from Andromeda. Wow. Um, it, it, it was a whole thing where his father was killed in like an Andromedan war, so like... Okay. Yeah, not great, but under like vaguely understandable. Like, yeah, you know, he's young. <laughs> Frank justifying racism. <laughs> I'm not. Tra- I'm not trying to justify racism on, on a whole. Like, it's not the best, but <laughs> I'm not trying to justify racism on a whole. I'm just saying, if you're young and like you can get confused that way. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm like that, and there's some other thing I said. I'm like, if you take that as a soundbite, I'm gonna sound terrible. Um. <laughs> Was it when you said you had a crush on that princess because she had a velvet dress? No, I, it's something from w- long ago, I said. Um, and eventually Susie actually becomes a main character on the show. Because, like, it turns out 
Catalina wasn't talking to uh, her imaginary friend. Susie was just in an alternate dimension, and they switch. Da, 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 da. Yeah, Catalina. If true, Catalina's power was that she could like hy- hypersonic shriek like Black Canary. That's awesome. Yeah, the show is really good. I'm really bummed. And like, also, like shriek. Yes, from from Venom Two. Yes. See, I I know things about comic books. I love comic books. I was I, I was a, I was about to like be like you know a lot of things, and you followed it up with about comic books. <laughs> a patently untrue statement. <laughs> oh, and the the main bad guy was played by George Takei. Oh, that's cool. Had yeah. he already been? Yeah, he had already been on um, Star Trek at that point, right? Yeah. I'm sure, I, I I don't remember him, but I'm sure he's hamming it up nonstop on that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you were just a little baby, so why would you be like, that's George Takei or Takai? I feel like one of us is right. People say it wrong, so I'm never sure what the right one is. Yeah. So, um, did you yeah. think that she was going to murder Ricky? <laughs> I definitely did. I mean, part of me. <laughs> yeah. I felt like she was playing very fast and loose with Ricky's life. She, and she, that Ricky's mom was, like, not super interested in Ricky's well-being. Yeah. She seemed pretty upset about the, the whole TV thing, so. I'm, I'm sure she, she's, like, as soon as he stops paying attention to that TV, like, things will be better. Yeah, because when Belinda's like, we're going to read, and his mom was like, good luck. <laughs> and like oh wow ricky can hear you ricky's mom <laughs> whenever whenever i hear good luck i always think of it like um good luck from uh from the star, the star fox 64 video game good luck <laughs> that is a highly specific thing to think of yeah so Okay, our last episode is The Tale of the 13th Floor. Again, I be, I feel like most of these episodes could be considered bottle episodes. <laughs> Just by virtue, they have one or two um, locations. So in this one, we see an elderly uh, elevator operator who uh, is going to disappear after the scene. So this was a twist him up in that it wasn't the very old man that was the bad guy. And he lets um, a brother and sister, uh, I remembered Karen because they kept yelling her name and I was like, oh, she wrote Karen, huh? Lol, lol, lol. Um, <laughs> up to the 13th floor so they could play hockey. I thought that this was going to come back in some way, shape or form in this episode. It doesn't. The, the hockey I mean um, because they make a big deal about how Karen is not coordinated she's not good at sports and I'm like is this going to lead to anything no no it doesn't um, so then she gets what definitely looks like a lure sort of like predatory invite to test toys not suspicious at all and her brother's like, we definitely should go. Maybe we'll get free stuff. <laughs> and they go the next day. And all of a sudden, the 13th floor, um, again, the elderly operate, elevator, elevator operator is gone and replaced by like a spooky new age man 
who is in a an 80s inspired like angular looking suit and <laughs> he tells them that the 13th floor is being fumigated they get this suspicious invite and then the next day they go up and all of a sudden it's a toy factory that seems to only make kind of lame ceramic um like figures of dogs and pigs and things were you impressed by this toy factory not particularly yeah <laughs> the, the child actors do a good job pretending like the toys look fun they don't look fun yeah um they should have brought back that haunted tamagotchi from the <laughs> virtual pet episode <laughs> yeah and they're like we're going to play a game and the game is also is basically like two person simon it's very lame and the tones don't match up so i kept thinking that everybody was very bad at it yeah um so yeah so it's just like the 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 got one of the what does it call them 13 floor people is like like i'm gonna press a bunch of buttons you know what I'm starting to realize a lot of, like, I feel like some of these episodes, they have one serving of, of story that they're trying to, in the words of MST3K, like, this movie feels like it has one serving of story that's trying to stretch for three people. Because, yes. like, like, I feel like there's certain stories that are very tight, like Laughing in the Dark. Um, just that one. Um, because and, there's a plot arc, right? Yeah. They talk about the clown nose the clown nose is stolen now there's clown nose retribution the clown nose is returned story ends there's and, not just a lot of running around in the middle <laughs> yeah like belinda literal feel- running around they have these characters run around so much yeah but like babysitter bookish babysitter feels like it's a combination of the two where they're having this kid run around and fight things with his sword shirt or whatever and like all this nonsense and then like you have this one where this girl is just dieharding it through the vents and they're like we need to leave and like we're leaving soon and, and Raymond, who is the alien wearing the human mask that um, first interacts with her, is not like he's not a challenge. And he um, every time she kind of like does a little kick at him, he freezes. And I'm like, Karen, come on. You can't you can't get away from this you can literally freeze Raymond in place but you're struggling yeah like I'm just like and there's a whole like the problem is there's a whole plot could have been disarmed if they just sat her down and talked to her mm-hmm. and like and be like hey this isn't a toy factory you're actually an alien you know we came back for you this is where you're really from isn't that buck wild? And by the way, you have telekinesis and you're going to get like six more senses if we go back home together. Well, that was the crazy part. They sit her down, they trap her in the chair, show her she is telekinesis. Then they try to raise her chair up through a hole in the ceiling to give her to the aliens. So she freaks out and she's worried about her brother. And I think they were just going to let her brother die in the reduced atmosphere. Which is, you know, not cool, unnecessary. And really, the 13th floor people did not want her brother to be there. They kind of insisted that he would be. 
But at the same time, yeah, I completely agree. Better communication could have solved all of these problems. Yeah. So um, eventually she, like, we also see the aliens. The aliens are just featureless white heads. Um, Not unlike a Slender Man. Yeah. Um, this is the second week of Slender Man for us. Yeah. Um, and eventually um she zips she's gets away from her brother mm-hmm. and they like return home he's like what happened i was passed out for all of that and she's just like oh you know like aliens and whatnot um they've and- been communicating with her through the tv so one of the alien ladies comes through in a tv transmission and is like well, we were going to bring you home, but you ran away, so we can't return for another 10 years because atmosphere, that makes sense, right? Okay, bye. <laughs> and, and then Karen's, like, human facade disappears, and she's just, like, a white slender man head and can't talk anymore. And her brother screams and runs away. I'm just like, wait, wasn't the whole point that they're family? And now he's forever distrustful of her? <laughs> like, what is happening? Or yeah, because like- they pause the why did it make that noise i don't know but we're still good okay um they posit the moral of the story as you don't know anyone for real underneath they could be a slender man alien you know watch out (laughs) not a good moral yeah like i get it it's just like the stinger of certain horror movies you know like jason or like jumping out of the water at the end of Friday the 13th. Um, mm-hmm. And like, but it's just like, it, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, I thought the whole no. thing, I thought the whole thing was like, they were aliens underneath the per- the atmosphere. Maybe they're just like, hey, we have one of these extra masks. Okay, throw it on her at the end. All right, cool. Let's close it out for the day. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like I give it like it for what it is. It's pretty, it's, it's fun like yeah but I, you know what i will say that intro still creepy <laughs> like it, it's i mean the intro is like literally like four shots it's just like a boat a hallway like a creepy clown in an attic a creepy clown doll in an attic of like a, a finger pair of fingers holding a matchstick i'm like th- this intro still slaps okay like definitely um children's laughter yes empty swings like blue, yeah. f- blue filters oh my god amazing right. i need you to know in real time updates that hot topic has just sent an email that they have um <clears throat> clothing inspired by the school of good for good and evil so maybe i'll use that as an excuse to um <laughs> buy a dress when we <laughs> cover for the podcast I'll be like, well, I had to be in costume. I'm wearing my school for good and evil um, dress. Yeah. Can you tell the difference in my podcasting? <laughs> and don't forget, folks. Um, I just I was thinking about this. Usually, we only give like a month's worth of uh, lead up, but don't forget that January is our listener request month. So whenever you want, just send us in some listener requests. Woo, 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 woo. So. 
Um, if you want to write us, like Frank said, with the request, you can write us at realteengirltalk at gmail.com. We have a Facebook um, group and page that Frank moderates. Frank has another podcast called I Hope I Can Make It Through with his friend Donnie. They are watching Degrassi. They're in season six. And um, Frank has a YouTube channel. All of the links will be in the show notes. And until next week, I am Susie Coda. I'm Frank Coda. Team Coda. Team Coda. <laughs> <laughs>